Hey, welcome to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions and hear some additional thoughts from this week's sermon. Well, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take here at First Monroe. Hello, Shane. JD, Reverend Pastor, how are you, man? Man, doing great. That's good. Doing great. Just uh, celebrating Kirsten's birthday today. Happy birthday, Kirsten. <laughs> yeah, so it's her birthday today and um, going to be a different birthday. That's what we were talking about last <laughs> night. Probably going to be a downer today um, just because, you know, she loves to be with people and so we're you know, family and we're not able to do those things, but, um, I think it'll still be a good day, you know, for sure. Is Piper excited that she's going to get cake? Yep. I think that's what Piper's most excited. We've had a secret her and I about what kind of cake and the color and all that kind of stuff. And so hopefully she's kept that a secret, but she could be telling her right now. I'm about to say, is there a likelihood that she might be telling her right now? Very good likelihood. So no, man, she'll stay strong. She's like a fortress. I hope so. I hope so. She can do it. Well, uh, Man, kind of just reflecting on Sunday, um, second week of of being online, and it is a little different, but man, it's, uh, again, different's not bad. It's just different. And so it's been good for us. I don't know about you guys. What what does a Sunday morning look like for y'all? So I typically get up the same time I usually always do. Um, I've tried to kind of stay in that routine of of when I normally get up. Um, I usually get up, spend time in prayer, uh, reading the Word, just kind of get my thoughts and praying for for everyone that's gonna you know be a part of the service and so just praying the lord and the holy spirit would move during that time and so uh doing that and then you know we get up and uh usually fix breakfast for the kids and uh try to do like some praise songs and stuff with them you know in the morning and um and it's been good i, I know everybody's probably uh i know i would rather be with everyone um and i'm sure everybody is that same way but i think you know i don't want to be this this downer on just kind of moping like, uh, you know, because I, you know, the Lord revealed this to me the other Sunday. Cause I was kind of, the first Sunday I was like praying about it, just kind of not, not depressed about it, but just like this isn't normal. This isn't what we do, you know, that whole deal. And he was like, you know, James, I'm still about my glory mm-hmm. and I'm still able like, just because you're not in a building doesn't mean I'm not moving and I'm not working in people's lives. And so it's just like this reassurance for me is like, man, God's still on the move. The church doesn't stop. And so, uh, for us as a church, like I don't want us to be. I know we may not prefer this, but to see like, hey, God's doing something in it, and to to really you know lean into what God's doing, you know, because it's been good for us and our our home, our family, uh, to see you know Piper's been able to see us uh, worship and and been able to worship with us, and so she's asked a lot of questions, and so that's always been really good, and so I want everyone that that it's different, but I'll, just to lean into it and just to you know. Thankfully, Lord is not bound. His presence is not bound to just our physical location at 201 St. John Street. You know, yeah. but He is with us right where we are, and He's still able to speak to us. We're still able to worship and join together. All it, we may not hear everybody, but we're able to all join in together. You know, absolutely. Man. What about y'all? I uh, I get up, you know, around the same time. I got that you. I, I got usually you. get up. <laughs> so within two hours of that time, uh, Sunday morning is usually early, but uh, um. It's been it's been good for us. We just kind of we're we're up before ten thirty for sure. We're usually up seven thirty ish. Um, Did you make pancakes the other day? Uh, I made French toast. French toast. French toast. French toast. Uh, 
I made uh, a timeless classic cereal this Oof, Sunday. Okay. Uh, I put a good spin on that. Uh, put the milk in after I poured the cereal. I, I've heard some people do it backwards. So uh, mm. we had cereal. Woke up, had some coffee and things like that, and um, just kind of same thing. Got our got our minds in a, in a place where um, we were ready to worship in this new way that we worship. Um, it's different, um, but it is good. You know, we're taking notes. We're yeah. that's something too that like. On Sundays, it's different for me now because uh, I'm usually following along, waiting for when I need to come up, and I've been able to take like super detailed notes the past two Sundays, and it's just been good. Uh, I've I've retained a lot better. Um, so what you're saying is you normally don't listen. I got you. I'm not saying I don't listen. No, I'm kidding. saying I follow along. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> sure, you go with your yeah, heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things too, man. Uh, it's unrelated to what we're talking about right now, but also kind of related. Uh, it's a terrible time to have sinuses. Mm. Um, my car is silver, but it has a yellow hue to it. Yeah. Uh, and so, if you hear me cough at any time this morning, it's not at it's, it's the allergies. It's the allergies. Yeah. I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're also we are very much so ten feet apart right now. Yeah, we definitely are. Um, this is the most social interaction I've had in probably since this time last week. Mm. So I super appreciate it. But no, man, Sundays uh, it's just been it's good. Like I don't know if it's difficult for you. We talked about this some the other day. Um, it's a little weird seeing myself. Hmm. It's a little weird probably you watching yourself. Yeah. Um, but kind of leaning into that. I think it's a thing, too, that, that the Lord really kind of pressed upon me the the morning that all this started last Sunday is if if we want people to do this, we probably should be doing it as well. Yeah. And so while it is different, I talked to a buddy of mine who's a worship leader. They're doing the same thing at his church. And he's like, you know, I just I, I, I'm fighting, turning it on and listening to it. And he said, but then, you know, the Lord started showing me I'm depriving my wife of something that. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, it's all it's all weird right now, man. But it's yeah. it's OK. It's OK. Weird isn't bad. It's just weird. Yeah. So, man, uh, we were in Psalm 130 Sunday. Um, did you have any difficulties any maybe some things you had to work through as yeah. you walked through this passage i definitely did psalm 130 because when we were kind of going through and, and it really i guess it's kind of i kind of have it prayed through and planned out a little bit but we kind of caught an audible a little bit this week on 130 and you know originally when i read it um and it's just you know what i love about expository preaching is that the text really drives the message you know that i'm saying hey i'm gonna let god what he says drive what what i say and um Originally, when I was looking at it, it I, I just because I think the title of it is like "My Soul Waits" or "I Will Wait for the Lord." You know, there's the song that we sang Sunday, and so my whole tr- tr- my thought was like, "Oh, this is all going to be about waiting." Of course, that applies directly to where we are because we're kind of in this waiting game. And so I was like, "Man, this will be perfect." And then when I started studying it, I was like, "Man, this passage really has nothing to do with waiting. Waiting <laughs> is a component of it for sure, but really, it it spoke really about our need, uh, hitting rock bottom, our sinfulness." forgiveness and so it really and so that uh, all week I was really struggling like even at night I was praying I was like Lord you have to help me with this because like I was just trying like how do I how do we how is this said how is it communicated you know because while waiting was a part of it I think it was in the last point but it really wasn't the main thrust of the passage it was mainly you know about our greatest need and so um, for me that was um, and, and I always enjoy that like well I guess Sometimes I enjoy it, but it's like that struggle of what is God what is God really saying by the psalm? Not what I think it says or what do I want it to say, but God, what what are you actually saying? And so um, I think it was good, you know, Sunday just to sit and just to be reminded of our greatest need um, because I think we feel our needs right now, you know. 
Absolutely, man. Um, as you were finishing the sermon, as you were walking through uh, your, you know, putting it together through those in couple stages, um, what did the Lord kind of show you and reveal to you that, that he wanted to be conveyed to us as a congregation? So I felt, and I shouldn't feel guilty about this, but I, I always, even when I'm praying through it, I'm like, you know, what what what, uh, what our people need to hear? And, of course, that's not always the best place to start, but I think it's, you know, good to know what's going on in people's lives and stuff. And and I was like, man, this really addresses our spiritual need. It, 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 and I think it was uh, Martin Luther said that this psalm, out of all the psalms, um, this is probably the most gospel-centered psalm because it talks about, our need for forgiveness, and it's only by God's mercy and grace, and says if Paul would have written a psalm, this would have been the one that Paul would have written. And so I was thinking about the, and really all of it was about the gospel, our need for for salvation. Jesus is the only way for salvation, grace, mercy, and Christ. And so when I was reading through it, I was like, man, is this going to connect with people? Because so many people have so many needs, so many people have so many needs right now, and there's so many thoughts that people have. Is this going to kind of not connect with them? But then I was thinking, it was, and that's as I was praying through it, I was like, you know, the Lord was like, but they need to be reminded, and James, you need to be reminded, that the things that you see aren't the things that are the most important things. And it is me, is what I'm doing, it is what, have they received me as, you know, as their salvation? Am I has their greatest need been been met, you know, and even as I shared that story kind of at the end about the doctor, but, you know, of when our greatest need is met in Christ, it changes literally everything else about, even even in our needs, it still changes the way we view our needs, it changes the way we deal with our needs and physical needs and all those kind of things in our life, and so that was the thing that I kind of originally felt weird about, but then I think the Lord brought me to the place of like, James, every all of us need to see this is the most important thing. Like COVID nineteen is very important and and it's very serious and it's something that we need to take serious. But that's not the greatest thing that you're facing. It's spiritual, you know. And and so that that was kind of the thing that uh, hopefully you know it did connect with people. But you know that it was helping us to see, hey, you're the greatest need you have right now has nothing to do with physically what's going on right now. Yes, it is important, um, but that's not your greatest need, you know. Yeah, that's good, man. <clears throat> um, over the past few, you know, two weeks, and and as we continue and and kind of this online setting, uh, we'll be walking through uh, different psalms. Yeah. Um, so for us as a congregation, what are some practical things we can do um, after we finish the sermons on Sundays? So here's one of the things I think that would be really really helpful for you if if you've listened to the sermon is maybe each week post. You know, we, we walk through Psalm 30 Sunday, so maybe this week to take Psalm 30. There's a book. Um, I know uh, the BCM Chad had, had showed it to me, and I know they. I think they uh, gave it out at uh, at CEC. But it's a book called How How to uh, I think How to Pray the Bible by Donald Whitney. Uh, a couple well, it's probably been three or four years ago now. I was in a seminar with Donald Whitney. Uh, he's a professor, a seminarian. He wrote this book, which is really interesting. He talks about a lot of times our prayer life. Um, is kind of boring, not 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 boring in a sense because of who we're talking to, but sometimes we, in the way he says it, we say the same old thing about the same old thing. That's just the way that it goes. Um, and one of the things that he says the best way to pray is to use Scripture to pray to God. And he says one of the best ways to do that is through the book of Psalms, is to basically use the psalm, and as you read it, then pray it back to God. And so one of the things I, I think would be an awesome uh, exercise and a thing for, for all of us to do, I, I usually, I guess I'm doing it, leading up to it, or I'm trying to do it leading up to it, but I guess everyone else, as you hear the psalm and then the, the week following, is to take this week, Psalm 130, 
and to open up in the mornings or whenever you take time to stop and to read through it, but as you read through it, to pray through it, you know. And so to, to take, you know, um, you know, my heart cries out to you, oh, Lord, you know, and just to stop there and says, you know, Lord, my is this my posture, you know, am I someone who does cry out to you and just begin to pray these things as God leads through through the just through what it says, you know. Um, uh, and so I think that's one of the things that we can do coming out of. You can also look at, look look up the book. I think it's called How to Pray the Bible by Donald Whitney. Um, Amazon may be a little slow in shipping it, but I guess if you have Kindle or audio book, you can get it. It's a real short book. But, um, but I think that would be a good exercise in every week as we get out of the Psalms is to use that week of to reflect, meditate. Of course, that's what the Psalm talks about, meditating on God's Word. And so meditate on it, use it to pray, keep reflecting over these truths. Um, and so I think that would be a good thing for us um, as we do in the Psalms because the Psalm lends itself very very well to that, of to pray it, meditate on it. Um, and so this week, you know, to, to use Psalm 130 in your prayer time, you know. and um, Absolutely kind of use it as a guide, you know, to pray. For sure, man. Um, <clears throat> last question of the morning or afternoon or whatever time it is. Um, how many Batman movies have you watched since we've, you know, kind of been at home? Zero. Zero. I am appalled and shocked, <laughs> honestly. How many Disney movies have you watched? A lot, a lot, a lot. I think our kids have kind of dominated the. Um, they have dominated our our TV watching, and so usually at night, usually if we do have time to to watch a movie, we'll we'll usually try to pick up something that we both enjoy and like. And so, um, but maybe I can force a a Batman movie in. And you got to man, you got to put something. It, your favorite Batman movie? I don't know if we've ever talked about this. What's your favorite Batman movie? I think it's Batman Begins. Why? I'm not saying that's bad because yeah. I don't disagree. But why? Um, like I love the Dark Knight. Uh, you know, I lo- and I love the Michael Keaton, the first Michael Keaton Batman movie. Um, but I think the the build up. I, I like the the realness that that uh, Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan had, and that one kind of sets the scene. I kind of like the build up of like what makes Batman Batman. Um, cause I, that's what, that's what my dad and I both like about the Batman movies is like what makes him Batman, what, what, what inspires him to do these things, to fight evil, to, to fight crime. And so, um, I think I like that, the, that when it kind of sets the scene kind of, um, I don't know. I just, that's the one I use always watch. Yeah, for sure. I, got, I mean, I get, it. I get like it. Like the, the dark Knight is, is good. It's just real, like with the Joker, it's really heavy. It's real dark. And so you know, I got to be right to watch that one. You know, um, I got gotcha. you. And then, you know, I like the Dark Knight Rises too, which is really good. But yeah, um, I mean, I could just watch them all for sure. But I think I tend to watch Batman Begins more than any other one. Makes sense, man. That's, yeah. that's the thing about movies too. Your favorite can be your favorite. That's right. It's a good thing. That's right. So, uh, well, man, thanks for taking some time and sitting down and talking with us. And uh, thank you for checking out another episode here of Tuesday Take at First Row. All right. See you, man.